the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. Although the Bible clearly teaches us that God is a God of recovery and restoration, many saints don't know it. And even worse, after hearing about it, some saints even refuse to believe it. The Bible teaches us that without faith, it is impossible to please God, causing the recovery and restoration of the things that the devil has stolen or were lost to happen in the lives of his people is one of the things that pleases God. Since faith cometh from hearing and hearing by the word of God, it's my absolute pleasure to share with you some more about what it is that God's word says about our God and the awesome things that he wants to do in our lives. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. If you got a Bible with you, I invite you to turn to Joel chapter 2. And come on, let me dive into a little bit more and give a little, a little bit more of this word that God gave me to give to you. Man, this is a mighty word that God has been giving us. Praise God. Come on and have an ear to hear what he's going to say to you today. And I'm telling you, it's going to bless you if you got an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say. And even better, if you cooperate with what he wants to do with you, then I'm telling you, good, good things is going to be able to happen before and through you in Jesus' name. Joel chapter 2. Of course, we're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called Recovery and Restoration. Recovery and restoration. Well, God is bringing recovery back to the people of God, a restoration back to the people of God. That's what God wants to do for me and you. He wants to bring recovery and restoration back to me and you. He wants us to get back and regain some things that was lost by me and you. Get back and regain some things that was taken away by me and you. And even get back and regain some of the things that was given away by me and you. Because some stuff we gave up. That's all right. Don't get quiet on me. Praise God. God's even bringing that back too. Praise God. And giving another chance to me and you to be able to live this thing out and receive all that it is he has in store for me and you. He's bringing recovery and restoration to us. Bringing things back to a former state or to a state that was even better than they used to be in. Which means they used to be there before in a pretty good state. But then God said, I got even more of a, of a greater state in store. Praise God. God is even bringing restitution back to me and you. Which means he's bringing remuneration for what we went through. He, everybody say payback. Praise God. Amen. That's what God wants to bring back. Some of the payback that it is as we rightfully do. Some for double, some sevenfold, and some a whole bunch more fold too. Praise God. That's what God has in store for me and you. But we've been learning about this. Let me share a little bit more of that with you today. We're going to read the foundational text, do a brief review, and then we're going to move forward into today's stuff, which I'm telling you is going to bless you if you got a need to hear what the Lord's going to say to you. We'll start reading at Joel chapter 2. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your magnificent word. Starting with verse 21, it reads, Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the pasture of wilderness do spring, for the tree beareth her fruit. The fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the latter rain in the, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And the floor shall be full of wheat, and the vat shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore unto you the years that the locust has eaten, the caterpillar and the, the canker worm and the caterpillar, and the palmer worm, my great army, which I sent among you. And ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God that have dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. Ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. Now, anytime God repeats something, that's something to pay attention to. Praise God. In fact, especially if he said within two lines, praise God of one another. He said it, said something else, and he said it again. My people shall never be ashamed. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, you his people? Then you ain't ever going to be ashamed. Praise God. Look at your neighbor on the other side and say, yo, yo, you his people? Same thing for you. Praise God. Amen. Ain't never going to be ashamed. Why? Because God wants his people to not live in shame. Jesus Christ already did what he did for me and you to be able to purchase us out of everything that could tie shame to me and you. Now we can live a life that's shame-free because God set us free by Jesus Christ. And he who the Son set free is free indeed. So we can be free of shame too, which means things that cause us to be able to not really be looked at like we're supposed to be looked at. Things that can cause us to even look at ourselves and not really see ourselves the way we really want to see ourselves if we look like. But God said, I'm going to restore for you everything that the canker worm has stolen. The canker worm, the palmer worm, and every other little itty-bitty worm that ate some stuff that was belonging to you. God says, all that was the devil, and I'm about to reverse that back for you. Somebody say, cough it up. Yeah, they're going to have to cough it up and bring it back to me and you. And we've been learning many, many things that God's going to bring back to me and you and bring restoration back to you so we can live that life that God intended for me and you, and that is a life with no shame. That's why last time we started looking at the restoration of our name. That one of the things that God wants to restore to me and you is our name. We found out a good name is a very, 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 very valuable thing to have. Oh, yes, it is. In fact, the Bible told us it's better to be chosen than silver and gold. Chosen because this is based upon choices that we make. We can choose to have a good name or we can choose to have a bad name. And if the truth is anywhere near told, too many of us have chosen to have a bad name. We, we might not have thought that's the choice we was making, but that was a choice that we made because we did some things in our life that caused our names to be bad and not be the name that it was supposed to be. We found out last time a good name is very pleasant and it's a pleasurable thing to have. Found out it's like the precious ointment that is that, 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 that's poured on the people in the Middle East. Praise God. Not only soothe them because of the heat that they have, which make ours look kind of like cool rather than hot, 
but not only soothing, but it also has a beautiful perfume to it so they can get rid of the funk that's on it too. Praise God. Because we found out that a bad name is repulsive, just like somebody with a stench on them. Praise God. A bad name is repulsive. It'll cause people to push away from them. And a bad name is draining. It'll tax you. It'll wear you down too. And it'll not allow you to have the mobility and be able to get as far as you could have gotten if things wasn't as bad for you. But God says a good name is like that precious orphan. It's comforting and it's sweet smelling flavors. Everybody say, come on with it in Jesus' name. We found out there are times when God ordains no, oh, excuse me, that we found out included in that good name is a name that's tied to our bad debts. Praise God, to our bad debts. Look at your neighbor and say, he ain't talking about you. Amen. It's talking about our bad debts. Praise God. Because a lot of us owe everybody. Praise God. Too many people. Praise God. But yeah, God wants to restore our name because that's one of the things that could tear up your name is the fact that you're old folk. Praise God. More than you're supposed to, for longer than you ought to, and not paying what you should pay like you're supposed to. Praise God. Tear your name up in a little bit. You don't believe me? Pull your credits. Praise God. Look at your credit record. And you'll see. You got low numbers. Praise God. When it should be high numbers. You know why? Because you are the child of the most high. So your name ought to be attached to high. And that means that your name ought to be up there too. But your name is down in the cellar. Praise God. But God said, that's all right. I'm going to bring it back up again to where it's supposed to be. Even that to begin before we jacked it up and messed it up too. Because we found out that God wants to be able to do that. We found out that could be do, done two ways, praise God. One of the ways that could be done is God can be able to cause the people that you owe to write it off. To just write it off. Now, when we learned last time that this write-off right here is not the one that a lot of debt collectors do, whereas they just quit trying to collect it from you, praise God, because you still owe them, because it's still on the books. Amen. Seven years, your name is still going to be on the books as a deadbeat. A low down, no count, that never paid up what it is that count. Praise God. That's what, look at your neighbor and say, he still ain't talking about you. Praise God. Amen. You know, seven, seven years, your name will be on there. Praise God like that. And if they want to rehash it, praise God, then all they got to do is call you anytime within that seventh year and, and, and try to collect it again and not get it again. And it starts to never suit, never seven years to begin. Whereas your name will get towed up from now on. Praise God. And they'll make you pay for not paying what you were supposed to. And then you'll end up looking in your life like you was cursed. Although you are the blessed of the Lord, you'll look like you cursed because of that happening to you. Praise God. And God don't want that to happen to you. So we found out one of the ways that God can do it is be able to wipe off the debts. Praise God. We looked in scripture where he just wiped off people's debts and caused their debts to be wiped away. Praise God. But everybody say few and far between. We learned that too. Praise God. Because there's in the scripture that is there, but that's few and far between. Praise God. We found out seven years was the time period that God used to be able to do that. Praise God. Which means six of the years they owe. Praise God. Hallelujah. So that's few and far between. Don't be trying to figure out which year you want. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. There's just something else you could do. Don't worry about that. And I know a lot of people like to teach about Jubilee. And it's true. And I'm going to teach you about Jubilee one day soon too. Praise God. Because that's a powerful concept. But at the same time, that's once. That's even further and fewer and further between. Praise God. Because that's 50 years. Praise God. Hallelujah. Somebody say once in a lifetime. That's one of them once in a lifetime things. Now, it can happen. In fact, it can happen for you right now. Praise God. Because I heard a powerful message uh, 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 yesterday. Praise God. Praise God. The favor is now. Praise God. That there's favor going on right now in the place of life. 
Shout that up out that we're in a season of favor. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But yet at the same time, there's part two that really involves more of you and, and, and more of many of me and you that he wants us to do. And that's just pay the people. Oh, you didn't learn it then. Praise God. It's to pay the people. You didn't want to hear that message last week, did you? Praise God. It's to pay the people. Praise God. Because that's one of the way our name is going to be turned around is because we're going to quit turning down the opportunity to pay people. Because we found out God will give you what's necessary to be able to pay to you. Pay the people. Yes, he will. But the only thing it is, you're supposed to keep operate it in the proper order when you get it. Because we found out that you, just like the rest of the world, do it in the, in the world's order. And that's that you enjoy what you want to enjoy, buy what you want to buy, do what you want to do, live off of the most of what it is you get, and then you use the little bit that you got left to go pay the people. Praise God. That's why you're in debt forever. Praise God. Because keep dropping that $5 every once in a while and thinking that you're going to pay it all off. You, you can forget about that. You ain't even covering the interest. You ain't even covering the late charge on it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's why you are forever in bondage like that. But the way you're supposed to do it, the way we found out God said do it, is he said he'll cause this increase to be able to come to you. And, he, and, and then he gave the woman of God wisdom of what to do with what he gave her. And he said, I want you to pay off your debt and I want you to live off the rest. Not live off the most and give them the rest. But you pay the people and give off the rest. Why? Because your name is more to be valuable than that money that you're holding on to. Your name is more to be valued than them new clothes that are purchased by you. Amen. Wash the ones you got and pay off your debt. Hallelujah. In fact, now that you got a little money, you might even take them to the dry cleaners. Praise God. Hallelujah. But pay off your debt. Keep the ones you got. Hallelujah. And it, got, it got quieter last week when I said the same thing, too. That live off of what, amen, folks don't want to hear that, that good sound. They just want to hear something where some twink, twinkle dust fall down on from, from heaven and pay off all your stuff and cause you to be a covenant breaker. Somebody who God said was going to exist big in the last days, but he didn't intend that to be his kids too. Whereas you, cut a, you said a covenant, you was going to do something and you ain't lived up to your covenant. And so because of that, you're a covenant breaker. And that's one of the things we found out what tap up a name is a covenant breaker. And a lot of us walk around praying, God, make me a covenant breaker. Because I want all my debts wiped away. Praise God. Hallelujah. No, you don't want to be a covenant breaker. You want to be a people who pay. That's why you do like the woman of God did when she was in debt. She went straight to the man of God who represented God and said, I need your help. And then God provided the help through the man of God by giving her him instructions of what to do. Gave him favor, gave her favor too. Whereas even though borrowing what got her in trouble, she he told her to go out and borrow some pots. And she went and got some pots. And for you dope smokers, I ain't talking about dope either, praise God. I'm talking about opening no dope business, praise God. She went and got some pots that you cook in, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I heard a word from God and said, no, <laughs> little G, not big G, praise God. Went and got some pots and put some oil in it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And then sold the oil and then, and then paid off her debt and lived off the rest. Well, that's what we found out. Because, see, it's important for us to be able to have a good name. God wants us to be a, have a good name. In fact, God wants our name to be a good name. I said God wants our name to be a good name. God wants our name to be good everywhere. Some of our name is good someplace. But God wants our name to be good everywhere, amongst the people of God and amongst the heathens, too. Whereas everybody's in consensus when they talk about you, that they say you have a good name. 
Let me show you one of those people that had a good name. First Samuel chapter 18, please. Come on, have an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you today. God wants you to have a good name. Ooh, it's beneficial. I mean, it's so, so beneficial for you to be able to have a good name. God wants you to have that kind of name. First Samuel, let's look at this. Here's a little fella you guys probably have heard of before. Guy by the name of David. David was a man that had a good name. Yes, he did. That's what what the Bible tells us. First Samuel chapter 18. We begin reading at verse 30. I love the Lord. He said in verse 30, he said, then the princes of the Philistines went forth and it came to pass after they went forth that David behaved himself more wisely than all the servants of Saul. So that his name was much set by. Notice that David behaved himself more, more wisely than, the, than all the servants of Saul. Did he say all of them? All the servants of Saul. Now, this is one of the reasons why David had a good name. is because he behaved himself more wisely than all of Saul's other servants that was there before David got there. He behaved himself more wisely. David had a good name. Not only amongst Saul, he had a good name amongst the heathens too. Because of, and we're going to find out, it is tied to what he did. One of the reasons why David had a good name is because of his behavior, because of his behavior, because if the truth is anywhere in told, our name is tied directly to our behavior. I said our name is tied directly to our behavior. He behaved himself, scripture says, more wisely than all the servants of Saul. I like that phrase more wisely. More wisely means circumspectly, hence intelligently circumspectly hence intelligently which means he paid attention to what he did he conducted himself circumspectly he paid attention he was alert to what he did he didn't just do anything like other people did he didn't just do anything you know and then you know see what happened no he was very circumspect in what he did he conducted himself intelligently I like that And because David behaved himself more wisely than all the servants of Saul, his name was, as the scripture says, much set by. Much set by. Now, we don't use that phrase nowadays. Much set by. Now, he's much set by. The words, the phrase set by means valuable. It means valuable. Because because of his behavior, his name became very valuable. His name became very valuable. Causatively, it means, I like this, rare, rare, to show you how valuable it was. Rare. Because his name was rare in, 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 in relation to how valuable it is. Or another way of phrasing, you don't find people acted like he did. These ain't, these, these ain't a dime a dozen right here. It's rare when you find something like that. That's like one of the reasons why diamonds are so expensive. One of the many reasons why diamonds are so expensive is because they're not easily found. You got to work to get you some diamonds. They got to do some mining to get them some diamonds. They got to, they got to deal with some things in order to be able to get some diamonds. They, even when they get them little nasty rocks, they still got to be able to cut them right. They got to clean them right. They got to buff them right in order to even be able to cause them to be that bright stone that is so valuable like it is. Hey, man, this ain't cubic zirconium. This ain't CZ. This ain't something that you can find anywhere and don't have to pay much for. This is something that is rare. 
To find a people with a good name is rare. To find a people with a good name is rare. It's not common. And God wants to raise you up among those who are common in such a way as you will stand out in front of everybody and people will even be able to give testimony about who you are and what you're about. Causatively, I said it means rare, but it also translates precious and prized. Precious and prized. That David's name was precious. David's name was prized above every name. I'm going to read it to you out of the Bible in basic English. It renders this verse this way. It might help you a little bit. It says, then the rulers of the Philistines went out to war. And whenever they went out, David did more wisely than all the other servants of Saul. So that his name became greatly honored. His name became greatly honored. Come on, remember what the little young ladies used to sing about him? They said Saul killed his thousands. David killed his ten thousands. We're talking about one little boy taking out ten thousands of people. He was operating circumspectly. He was operating intelligently. He was handling his business above what anybody else could handle their business. Paul already, excuse me, Saul already had soldiers being had nobody like David. He had other people that would go to war with him. They ain't had nobody like David. David was in a class all by himself. He had a name that was rare to find. Soldiers everywhere. But one like that, oh, hard to find. Because David did more wisely than all the other servants of Saul. His name was greatly honored. Because he did more wisely, which means there's something that needs to be, that is tied to something that's done. Something that's done that caused his name to become better. That's important to understand. Because remember, no matter where your name is right now, it can be better. No matter where your name is right now, God said, I'm going to make it better. But it's going to be tied to what you do. That's why he's going to give wisdom, intelligence, smarts to you. So that you can do something the way it needs to be done. But cause your name to be able to be restored like it ought to. Let me read it to you out of the Darby translation. I love the Lord. I'm going to read it to you out of the Darby translation. It reads like this. It says... In this way, says it this way, it says that David succeeded better than all the servants of Saul and his name was much esteemed. He said that David succeeded better than all the servants of Saul and his name was much esteemed. Notice David's name was much esteemed because of how much better David succeeded than all the other servants of Saul. Because of how much he did that was better than everything else. See, this name that God's going to be able to restore to you is going to be partly because of the fact you are going to be able to do things that other people don't do. Or you going to do things better than other people do. We know in relationship to the things of God, they comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. But let me tell you how the rest of the world operates. Comparisons are always made. Always made. Comparisons are always, always made. And many times, some of us fall on the latter scale of the comparisons. Whereas we don't meet up. We don't line up. We don't stand out, at least not on the positive side, like other people do. Because if we do stand out, it'll be like to be able to put them out and not have nothing to do with them. But wouldn't it be nice if your name was attached to you being able to do things the way in such a way was it cause people to highly esteem you. Was they say that you are the 
if you want your hair done, go to that young lady right there because she does better than anybody else. She can take your naps and be able to get them looking sweet. She can take that stuff that you can't even barely pick up with your fingers and curl it and make it look sweet. She can do something can't nobody else do. She can even make your stuff stay after it's done too. Whereas it ain't just good for one day, but it's good for weeks later down too. Well, otherwise, people still come to you and say, where'd you get your stuff done? I want to go the place that you go to. Why? Because I ain't seen nobody can be able to take that and make all that out of it. <laughs> David succeeded better than all the other servants of Saul. His name was much esteemed among the people. And God wants his people much esteemed. Why is that? Because we're going to learn later. Because God's name is much esteemed. And remember, we are Christians. We are Christians. We are little Christ. And so since he has a name that's above every name that's named, both in heaven and in earth, God wants to give you a name that is esteemed more highly than all those the rest of us on this earth. Because we're supposed to reflect that in the midst of our lives. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope you're finding out a little bit more about how blessed it is to be a child of the God who wants to bring recovery and restoration in our lives now that we have Him in our lives. I hope even more that you're getting the faith from the Word that I'm sharing with you so that you can let God be a God of recovery and restoration in your life. Our God loves us and He wants to do it for us. Believing it to be true and letting Him do it for me and you is one of the things that will bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. So let's let him do it. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio, then come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off your home after it's over. So just call the church office and arrange a ride if you need a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do. I guarantee you. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.